LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You've just joined us and you didn't hear the first part. We chatted to Rowan Hillsden, who's the senior pastor of Auckland EV. Uh, this is the second part of uh, this conversation. So go back and listen to the first part and then join us for this one. But right now, let's hear the second part from Rowan. Now, can I push into, you've mentioned just um, a couple of theological issues that you kept drip feeding to church as well around. This is not church. We're dismembered. Yep. Um, as you reflect back now on the conversations you had and the theological, you know, you being that theologian in chief for the church, the person wanting to put God's word and God's worldview before people, what are the things that you either would have pushed harder into that you realise now people didn't quite get, um, they need to reshape? And what are the things as well that you, you did get and you've seen the fruit of that coming back out, like what is church? Yeah, I, I think... Um, we were clear, we didn't want to push so hard on this isn't church that people would just give up on it all <laughs> and just go, all right, what's, what's the point? You know, I'll listen to Piper um, and I'll just go off into other kind of favorite preacher land. Um, we wanted to say, no, we still are a community. Um, so the church still exists when it's not gathered. I think that's a helpful theological point to keep thinking through. Um, you know, there are church leaders who are set to serve the church that they're serving and they exist when the church isn't gathered. So seeing the church as having an identity, the church as an organization having an identity when they aren't gathered, I think is a helpful theological plank to go, well, we still are under um, this, this local body that we're part of and we're still committed to one another and we still want to see us sharing um, with others and, and caring for others who are going through hardship. And so we kept talking through, look, we are a church. <laughs> Um, but we actually can't church. We, we can't gather at this point. Now, our online services, we kept, we kept that newcomer accessible. That's one of our kind of key philosophies for all of our services. We want it to be for the Christian with an eye to the non-Christian. We want there to be no jargon so pers- people can come along and understand the gospel and not just use our Christianese language. So we tried to keep the communication of what we were as a church and how that was happening really to email and to um, small group. Uh, members and, and leaders. And so our online service would have looked like a Sunday. It would have felt like that. Um, but I think we, we were trying to see that this is a great missional time where people can come along uh, and, and check you out as a church. Uh, so so um, one of the things I've been doing, um, I do a, a boot camp to try and get some exercise happening. Um, and like people from my boot camp are like, oh, I checked out your Easter services online. Now, I don't know if they would have come to a Sunday service. Um, I've been inviting them saying, hey, check us out. But that was great that now they've, they've had a, a taste of that. And, and I think there's that theological um, plank that I'm trying to see happen there, that the, the gospel is preached every week, that people can come and hear that. And so we need to keep that eye to the outsider. And so we kept some communication around what was happening with church and us not, not being gathered in that theological sense to email. Um, I don't think I would have pushed harder on it. I think people heard it. Um, I think some of the fruit of that has meant that people, I've had conversations now in these two weeks we've been gathering, they're saying, oh, um, you know, there are some people that are the extroverts. Like, man, I just cannot wait. I'm dying. I need to be with other people. Uh, and it's been great to see them. There have been some people that are more introverted saying, you know what? It was really easy when I didn't have to get my kids ready for, for church on a Sunday and I could just jump in the lounge room in our PJs and, and watch what's going on. 
but um but i know that gathering physically is important and i was like ah oh, thank you god <laughs> you got it and and so they'd heard that that message so i think you want to make sure people are hearing the importance of the physical gathering that church is part of that coming together around the word physically um yeah, I don't know if I if that's no, that's, that's helpful. See, um, yeah, uh, that idea of you know what does it mean to be gathered and, and helping people think theologically in order to make those decisions each week. That instance of the family with kids on Sunday dragging themselves out of bed—that's a real. Uh, with three kids, who uh, you know, it's much easier doing what we're doing at the moment. There needs to be a reason, a compelling reason, to come back physically to church. Um, yeah. And that compelling reason can't be guilt. Uh, needs to be what you've driven into there. Now, um, I, saw, I noticed something interesting in myself uh, as as the senior pastor that um, when we were watching church at home, it was an online production. I found myself quite critical, uh, and I get quite grumpy at our kids when they talk. I'm like, no, we're listening. And even that was me preaching at times. I'm like, I know I said this, but I actually want to listen to it. And I just saw a perfectionism keep coming out in me and wanting to. Um, we want to do this right because everyone else can see it. And we've got a high value of doing that well. Um, that I noticed now when we went first week back at church, I was irritated at all the little things that started going wrong. I just, again, saw my ungodliness <laughs> in those areas and just to watch for that. Uh, and rather than being so pedantic about what didn't work, being able to praise God for what has worked and what he is doing amongst us and for the good stories that are there. And so I just, yeah, it was something that I think God, kept pushing me on and has kept pushing me on and go, hang on a minute. Remember what matters in this. Um, don't be so focused on no, it's, everything's got to be lined up and perfect. Actually recognize the brokenness of us. And look, we, we come together, obviously trying to do things well, um, but we can praise God for the people that he has gathered and being able to encourage those who wouldn't be serving and those who have served again for the first time and didn't do the best job ever and go, Hey, great to see you back was really important, I think, for the culture of church uh, rather than getting bitter and twisted and being like, you didn't do that perfectly. So I think that was just something I had to watch in myself, wanting the best, but no- noticing this kind of this anger almost coming up within me um, that was there. So yeah, just that was another observation as we kind of came back through. Yeah, that's good. It's, it'll be interesting, won't it? I think the, you know, the, being together in a space with people in a community that physically sees each other, there is a maturing that happens as you rub shoulders with people and they grate on you and you grate on them, that when you're remote, you can just, you know, get inside your own head and pull away from people and not have to deal with it. And so yeah. being in other people's space, it'll be interesting to see if people readjust to that moment yeah. of the irritation of living with other people physically. Um, yeah. Uh, um, can I ask, you've mentioned as church came back, as regulars came back, um, the, you're pushing towards hospitality, getting in people's houses, doing those kind of things. The people who connected with you guys who were seeking, exploring Jesus in this time of the last few months, either online, how have they engaged with the physicalness of where you're at now? Have they come back? Have you done something special to help integrate them? Um, so we, we already had systems in place through our newish to see people integrate. Uh, so I kept helping our team to go, okay, we've got to think, we've got a new context here in these changes, but it's the same purpose and mission that we're trying to see happen. Um, and so use the structures we have. And if we need to mold them, think through um, what needs to mold, but not too much did. I'll tell you what we did notice. Um, because of our teams hadn't functioned really for three months on a Sunday, um, 
when new people come to ch- came to church, all of our regulars were like, oh, so good to see you. And there were hugs and it was this great warmth that you want, right? But I think we forgot some of that um, welcome those who are new to church, who, who actually might have come once before church, before lockdown, and then now they haven't seen gathered, but they've been, well, I've been in the living rooms. They feel like they know me. And they kind of looked on the outer a little. So we did notice that lots of our regulars were having time, spending time with the regulars and missing some of the newcomers that were there. Um, now, some of those newcomers had been to our newish, and so there were some connections. And I think helping our teams to think through how to be intentional um, would have been something we could have done better. As we come back, as you, as you gather together, as you see one another, enjoy that, encourage one another. But also, you know, it's been a while since we've gathered and some people have actually joined us. Um, they've been watching online and now they're becoming part of this physical gathering. Uh, you won't know who they are, but they'll kind of feel a little bit like, oh, this is my church. Like I've, I've been with you through this. You've been in my lounge room. Um, and so make sure you keep your eyes out for them and love them and include them and introduce them in, uh, invite them back for lunch. We, we, we could have done that better. Yeah. So that's, that's one of those things that we saw there. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, asked a question around, how you spoke to the people who were welcome is in that as well, because I uh, went to Sydney uh, just last week, first time in four months I was allowed to go, saw my brother, first time in four months, we had dinner, first time I saw him, big hug, we're out in the open in Wynyard State, big hug. I saw people looking at Australia strangely because that kind of physical, that close proximity um, is a bit of an anathema now. You're not supposed to do it. So how did you talk to welcomers at church about, because normally you'd shake hands or do something like that, did you talk to regulars as well about their interactions and anything in there? Well, for us, uh, we were very clear about if you've got any symptoms or you're sick, please stay home. We've kept our online services going for that. Uh, and we're streaming our service live uh, so people can see what's happening on a Sunday. And if you are sick, you're not disadvantaged. And that also provides a collecting point for people to come. Um, but for us, we, um, we didn't need to express the same level of social distancing. So we were able to, to, be, um, to be able to hug people. Um, there was a reluctance of some. You're like, oh, what do we do here? Um, especially the bro handshake, like how long do you go for? Um, so, but I think the Director General of Health for New Zealand had said like a quick hug's fine. And so I think we kept saying quick hugs, quick hugs, you know, and so our team were prepped in that regard as people came in and it was like the quick hug. Um, which, which was great and uh, I think was really encouraging. Uh, there, there's the awkwardness that's there. Um, look, there was one other awkwardness that I think provided an opportunity for us. In, and I just need to be honest with myself. I think I've forgotten people's names. Like I know them, but there, there's a point where names had pulled out in, in, in some areas because I'm not chatting with them as much. And so we declared on our services like a name amnesty. So we said, basically, here's an opportunity of coming back together where for a whole month you can without shame say look sorry i've forgotten your name and that way that person that you've always awkwardly forgotten their name you've known them too long to be able to ask who they are now is the time to fix that (laughs) and to write it down and so we really have encouraged and kept encouraging church to say hey well there is a bit of awkwardness we can use this and get to know one another better for for the positive out of it that's really good that's excellent now, I'm going to ask you for one thing that you want to say to Australian pastors. They're coming out in a second. But is there anything else, just uh, your, any other reflections you've got in navigating this time um, in leading a church out of isolation? Um, lead with biblical vision. So I think getting your leaders to lead their teams before you come out and prepping them to come out um, with why we're doing this, reminding them of what we're about as a church, uh, that we're about Jesus 
glory and seeing the nations come to know him and trust him. Um, there's a consumer mindset that I think is there that we've, we've become to sit and watch in our lounge rooms, calling that out and saying, Hey, we've all got this. We've been sitting, it's been comfortable. Um, but uh, you know, God became flesh. Uh, Jesus went through incredible discomfort, Philippians two. Um, so, so that we could be in right relationship with him. Um, so let's, let's think through what we're doing as a church. Isn't just for us. Yes. We want to keep going and keep being fed by the word and building one another up. Um, but also here we're, we're on mission and we want to see the world around us, hear the news that will save that is the solution to any virus and sickness or any kind of racial kind of issues that are going on there. Um, and so I think use this as an opportunity uh, to keep holding out the gospel and the solution that is offered in the gospel um, and missionally keep going the direction that you, you're on. Or if you haven't had that clarity of direction and, and you're kind of thinking through where are we going as a church at this point, it's a great chance to re-envision here is where we're going. It's a new start. You know, as, as Moses walks off the ark, uh, it always amazed me that the first thing that he does uh, with only seven pairs of clean animals is kill some of them and offer a sacrifice to God because it's about worshiping the true and living God. And there's this moment there where we, where we come out of lockdown that we're entering into the world God's given us. And we say, no, we're here to worship God. We're here to see the world around us come to know Jesus, our savior. And so how are we going to act as God's people, not as consumers, but as people who are freed uh, to be used by God for his glory, to see people know him and grow in him. Uh, so I think there's this great opportunity to relaunch as you, as you come out to think through how to do that. Um, That's great. So what's, what's the one thing you'd be saying to Australian pastors? Oh, what's the one thing? Um, I think, I think it is that the gospel is the answer. Like as we think through this, keep coming back to God's word and going, here is the solution to we've been called into a relationship with God and with one another. So keep living out the gospel truth. This is not a, a new phase. It's a new, it's a new context uh, that's gone on, but it's, there's, there's, the purpose and direction is not new. Um, it's what we've been called to do throughout the ages since Christ's return or Christ's ascension. <laughs> so I'd say keep, keep, <laughs> keep preaching the gospel to yourself, to others, and, and, and helping people to see who Jesus is and what he's done. Um, I, I don't think there's any rocket science wisdom to go, oh, yes, here's the thing that we've got it all. It's, it's um, keep on with it. Uh, be encouraged. Um, God's got this. He's in control. Um, he loves his people. He loves his church. Uh, so keep serving them by holding out Jesus. <laughs>